0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Blowing Cowboys! Yeah! Go Cowboys! Win, Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is hanging with the boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Shannon.
1: It is Friday! Friday! That's a lot. Look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center where today the high is 97 degrees. Right now it's currently 94 degrees. We're a short two team members today. Kurt, they, yeah? I think this is like, talk about the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like You probably talk the least on this show, <laughs> but contribute the most. Well, I, I talk that. the most on this show and probably contribute the less. No, I don't lesson. agree with that at all. But here we are. We here are we here. Are. Shannon is out. Nate's, I think he's going to call in. He may or may not call in. We'll see. But Nate is not here. Shannon is not here. I am Jesse Holly. Yep. This is Kurt Daniels. We, we
2: have our priorities straight here.
1: Absolutely. Together, yes. we make Hanging with the Boys. And when I sit in this seat, I get to say this. We make Hanging with the Boys. The sports talk equivalent of Braille people feel, feel. us. When we speak, um, this segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where Flavor gets his wing. Mm. <laughs> we, we get to do all that stuff. And I got to admit, Kurt, Kurt, if, for, for, you, for all of you who do not know, Kurt is the one who does primarily our run sheets and kind of brings up the topic of the show, which is a huge, huge thing for mm-hmm. us. Even though we don't always stay on task, yeah. we don't always just suggestions. We go anywhere. Always, we, we don't always um, stay on task. But I looked at it today, and I was like, "This might be one of the best ones Kurt really? has done." Oh, like this is, this is this is jam packed with. I don't even know we're gonna just you and I. I don't know we're gonna get through all, right. all of this. Well. It's that it's that filled with. Just amazing uh, content. I
2: was was struggling a little bit today, so I'm glad No. uh,
1: This is one of those things where, like, if... Let me give you a picture, right? For most of us who've been to college, and those of you who haven't been to college, at least you went to high school. When you start talking about doing a group project, like, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. I was thinking about three other men in the shower this morning.
2: Oh. I
1: guess that's a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for the... (laughs) But... When you look at it, if we there you go thank you. <laughs> I was like all right every day we do a show it's like a group project yeah. right mm-hmm. everyone bringing something to the show. Right. And I thought about it and I said okay Jess what do you bring to the show? And oh. I look at what I do like this is my real life as well. Mm-hmm. When I was in college and it came time to do group projects I really I wasn't really good with supplying a ton of information. Okay. My strong suit was I could afford meals to feed the group. <laughs> okay. But when it came time to presenting, yeah, I was the ace in the hole.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that.
1: I was the ace in the hole. When it came time to present what yeah. we had done in the research department, give it, hand me the baton, and yep. get out of my yep. way well,
2: it's, a, it's the same here now. I'm just trying to tee stuff up for you. Put it on that tee. Let and, you...
1: and I looked at it and I go, okay, Shannon, he would be the one who got all the graphics and stuff like that. He's pretty computer savvy, mm-hmm. right? Like he's the one that's just... You know, then I thought, Kurt, I'm like, man, Kurt would be a great job at doing all the research, making sure our things were grammatically correct, mm. in order, MLS format. We were citing our sources that we didn't <laughs> get. <Engineering> he's <laughs> the engineering department. He's the engineering department to make sure that we didn't get the call down to the plagiarism department right, of the right. university. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, what was Nate do?
2: Uh, he, he's the. Uh, and then I thought to myself. <laughs> "Oh my, Yeah.
1: She's- uh, he, he gets us there. You know, he drives us there. Yeah. And I was like, Nate, Nate, Nate would be the one in the group. He would bring all the snacks. He mm-hmm. would keep the moment live. Yeah. Like when we got stressed and down mm-hmm. about this project being fifty yeah. percent uh, of our final grade. Yeah. You know. And then Nate would every now and again, Nate would be the one person that said something. He go, That's it. Yeah.
2: That's
1: Put true. that in there. That's true. Yeah. And I thought, I said together we together we make. An a product. That's right. We, we get that project we do. done. We get it done. Um, but to start the show after we're now done rambling, as we always do, um a kind of a sad day around the cowboy organization. Um yeah. yesterday we lost um I wanna say the one of the pillars yeah, of sure, yeah. of the cowboys organization. Yeah. Um the He's, godfather of scouting. Yeah.
2: Kind um, of the architect. The architect.
1: Yeah. You're right. Um, this was one of the gods when you're talking about how players are looked at and evaluated now, how you go and you find the Jesse Hollies of the world, how you find the Nate Newtons of the world, how you find the Deuce Vaughns of the world, the, the the athletes who you can turn into football players and those and how you break those things down. The Cowboys lost uh legendary Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor. He's in the Ring of yes. Honor, yes, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. At 91 years old, Gil Brandt uh, yeah. passed away yesterday. Did
2: uh, you I, have much interaction with him? I didn't. Yeah. I
1: didn't. Um, like I met him a few times yeah. uh, and, and been in areas with him a few times, but there was never really any kind of interaction with them. Did you have any? I was going to ask. Did you have Yeah, I uh,
2: had the opportunity to interview him, either interviewing myself or be at interviews with him a handful of times, maybe four or five. And, uh he was everything they say, you know, just amazing memory. He could remember stuff from, you know, 60 years ago and um, Sharp, just great, great stories. You know, he was really the, we kind of leaned on him pretty heavily there for a while. It's, it's, I mean, he was it. He was the Cowboys history, the yeah. historian, so to speak. So, I mean, he he had a little edge to him sometimes. He could be a little honorary sometimes, but <laughs> but he, I mean, just an amazing, amazing person as far as, you know, just what he brought to this team and and just as an individual and truly should have been in the Hall of Fame. He, you can't have the NFL today without Gil Brand. He yeah. deserved it.
1: The president of the Hall of Fame even said, you can't tell the story mm-hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys, which is a part of NFL history, without speaking of Gil Brandt. Yeah, yeah. And that's huge. And, and that's huge in any – I don't care what field you in. If they can't tell the story of an entire organization yeah. or an entire – um, um, sports league without your name being inserted in it in a major part yeah that's big business right there um so thoughts and prayers out to uh his family yeah and even we would see him around here like I, again i would see him around here and you know you think 91 years old that's 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 a lot it's up there right That mm-hmm. that's up there but to your point he was still i mean maybe up to like a year or so ago yeah i he think had a the, show yeah over the last a year XM he's, and, he's
2: He'd battled some health problems over right. the last year or so. yeah, up until I mean in ninety, he was still very much involved with the league and his Sirius XM show yeah. and just you'd see him around here all the time at the games all the time. And
1: he was very active. And you just hear people all around the organization, players, coaches, scouting, um, just talk. Players and people who aren't even in this organization. Uh Dame Brugler, who's a guy who's who's becoming almost the 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 lead person when you look at what scouting is. Yeah. Brian Broaddus um is one of those guys and, and you just hear the stories upon stories. Uh one of the offensive linemen gurus that are out right now, Duke May uh, Maniweather, he talks about how Gil mm-hmm. would just call him up randomly oh, and, really? and go like, Hey man, uh there's this guard in Montana, go look at him. Right. Yeah. And he just is like, okay. <laughs> and 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 just to be still that much into the game at such a Late, you know, age. You're still tuned in, still looking underneath every rock, and and you just—that's a testament to who he is. That's a testament to uh, how far the league has come because it's guys like Gil Brandt who go and find, you know, the Demarcus Wears in Troy.
2: Oh yeah, right. It's it's
1: it's those finding those those. He uncovered Those so many, in yeah, the roughs.
2: yeah, exactly. The Drew Pearson, the Drew Pearson's uh, Cliff the Harris, yeah, um, too tall, Jethro Pugh. I mean, he was he was really one of the first to kind of enter that HBCU scene right. and kind of draft a lot of guys. Cow, Cowboys rosters littered with great players from HBCUs way before a lot of the other teams were doing. I mean, he he really created quite the network across the country. It was yeah. just amazing.
1: No, so uh, again, thoughts and prayers to uh, the Brent family as we lost a legend of football, not just a Cowboy football, but of of football in general. And kind of to stay on the same pace, um, you put in the notes, 80% of the Cowboys roster is homegrown.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: big. That is. Either drafted or
2: undrafted free agents, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Because one of the things that we always get a chance to talk about is – Development. You hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Development, 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 development. And, and the teams who are able to have success in this salary cap driven league now, it's you have to hit on the fourth round pick quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to hit on the undrafted free agent you got to hit on those late round guys you 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 the percentages of you hitting on the Micah Parsons that are drafted at number 12 overall is a way it's still a 50-50 crap shoot Mm -hmm. but it's a little the the percentages on the 50-50 is greater on the upside right right it's when you can go into those later rounds and 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 discover those other other players and I mean talk about scouting that's a that's a testament and a credit to guys like Chris and to and and like Excuse me, Chris and um, um, Will McClay, yeah, Will uh, McClay, yeah, and, and all the guys in his department. Because yeah. I mean, you've been around here, Kurt. I mean, yeah. there, there's players and 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 from all over.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing because you you see like it's the top what eight to ten guys that take up the bulk of your salary yep. cap. Those guys are getting paid, and you can't pay those guys. You can't pay upcoming C.D. Lamb or Micah Parsons. Going to you know he's going to break the bank you don't have those guys on the lower end your young guys who you've picked up 2023 2022 you know going back to kind of keep that bottom 60 percent of the roster or whatever you know down you know the salary cap down or whatever I think I read in, in one of the stories I think it was uh Bob Sturm I think wrote it but uh it's like over the last three years at guard you had uh Connor Williams Connor McGovern and then Tyler Smith mm-hmm. combined, they made like $9 million yeah. in those three years. That allows you to pay Zach Martin on the other side $9 million per year. You know, <laughs> So it's that kind of great drafting from those guys that's, that's helped them build this roster and kind of build that success under McCarthy especially.
1: And, and those are the things we talk about, like um, like the hidden yardage on special teams, right? That mm-hmm. never comes up in the stat sheet. Yeah. It's things like this that never come up when you start talking about man, how was this team able to do X, Y, and Z? It's that developmental part. Mm-hmm. It's that finding the diamond in the rough. It's finding um the next whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, you know, I played with guys like guys like Miles Austin, guys like Patrick Creighton, who went on and have pretty successful careers yeah. in the National Football League. Uh, but being able to find guys like that, uh, that allows you the Tony Romos of the world, that allow you that flexibility mm-hmm. to say, we found a high-caliber player later in the draft. Right. And we were able to develop them. And 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 you also lose. You also lose in that aspect as well because you you draft some other guys and you think, boy, these guys are pretty high up there, but we we sure hope they stick around. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me was a guy out of LSU, Mo Claiborne. Oh, yeah. This is a guy when when they went and looked at Mo Claiborne, the talk was that this dude, by the metrics of how Mm -hmm. you scout that position, was as high as no what as high or higher than Deion Sanders. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then
1: Deion Sanders. Every team had him up there,
2: yeah. Not, I don't know, Deion Sanders, that, that might have been a stretch, but, but still. But that, he, yeah, but that was, was, was the conversation. Yeah.
1: They, they, were, they, they were saying by the metrics, right? When you right. look at the, the speed, the athleticism, the size, the times, they were like, this dude is kind of grading out. Mm-hmm. He's grading out now. I'm not saying he was the player that Dion yeah. was, but I'm right. saying by the metrics of how they grade players, there, there's a one day we need to have we need to have Will McClay come in and and mm-hmm. and and show us how that grading system goes yeah. and how things are 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 kind of worked through from the scouting department. But everyone's like, this is a hit, right? Mo Clayborn. Yeah. When, when you draft him, this is your this is your cornerstone defensive back for the mm-hmm. next decade, right? And then you do when everyone's like, and then it doesn't pan out. No, it doesn't pan out. No. And so, you know, but, that, but every you know, like you said, it wasn't the
2: Cowboys' really mistake. Every other team would have every drafted. Every other team <laughs> would have drafted. Right.
1: Every other team who needed a cornerback in that spot, at, Mo Claiborne yeah. was was, was a, high on their board. If yeah. not the first player on their board, he was up there. Yeah. And and th- that is the that is literally the crap shoot when you're when you're talking about drafting and then being able to retain these players and help. Yeah. Develop them. There
2: was another stat, and I heard this, and I, I wasn't able to verify it, but I heard that the Cowboys have the most players in the NFL overall that they've drafted still. Like they may be in Washington now or oh. Chicago, but there are more Cowboys players or players that have been drafted by the Cowboys in the NFL than any other team. Hmm. I wish I could get that verified, but I heard that. Which That, that again, goes to how well job. McClay's doing yeah. and and uh, his staff and even you know Steven Jones and Jerry Jones for giving yeah. giving them the the i guess listening to that advice and, and, the, but and you, the work done.
1: I mean you can look at a team like look at the cowboys this year defensively right like like the cowboys went into training camp and you thought to yourself, boy, this is a pretty stacked team mm-hmm. no matter who they drafted. You start with Micah and Tank, and you had Hankins, and you had you know Ghost, and I mean you had so many different players. on LVE, Damone Clark. You had Jaron Curse and Donovan Wilson and 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 um, Malik Hooker and Trayvon Diggs and Stefan. I mean you look at you go. What do you have to do to crack yeah. this lineup? Right what you, do you, you have to do they can I you mean, can't like <laughs> your number one pick is gonna you know, like mo i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that Mozzie's not a good player right but but kind of fits in the mode simply because of draft status mm-hmm.
2: right.
1: because you were a first round pick yeah that's how talented this group looks same thing offensively you have your question on the offensive line but there's a ton of guys that returning from this football team that you're looking at and you're going well, you gotta be pretty special to either crack the starting lineup yeah. or to be in that rotation. Yeah. And that again, that that all goes back and to the look, testament of especially
2: on offense. What it Brandon Cooks, they brought him via trade. Is everybody else drafted or, or signed? I think everybody else on the offense then is homegrown. Yeah. I think so. That's pretty impressive.
1: That is that's, <laughs> that's that is pretty impressive. But, you know, at the end of the day, what we all want is that thing to equate to uh, wins. Let us yeah. take our first break of the show. When we come back, uh, we'll talk expectations for the quarterback. This team goes as number four goes. Um, him calling plays, did that help him? Yes, no, maybe so. Does it help Mike McCarthy? Uh, but a lot is going to be put on the shoulders of, Of the shoulders, the arm, the legs, the mind of number four. Stay right here with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring
0: Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star
2: of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo, Kiero, Yo, quiero guacamole.
3: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the Star... And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket, so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team.
1: Back to Hanging with the
0: Boys.
1: Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. We appreciate you always being here with us. We're down to team members, two team members. Nate is not with us. Shannon is not with us. They're probably somewhere screwing off, Mm -hmm. uh, not doing their responsibilities. You know, Kurt, Nate's always talking about you not showing up. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him not Mm. showing up. Uh, This segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain blockchain.com. Number four, Dak Prescott. Yes. All the. I mean, if you watch the national network's Every single day there's a new story. Like right? I mean mm-hmm. the stories are becoming I don't think I've ever I shouldn't say ever cuz I I mean I'm not I haven't been around forever. Since I've been covering or been a part of the Cowboys organization whether that be player and or media contributor I don't think there's been a player that who's that has had more scrutiny more mm-hmm. stories, more scenarios, more things talked about than Dak Prescott.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's part of quarterback in America's team, you know. But it's yeah, even,
1: but I mean, but we've you've been around. Up. You've been around. How long you been here? Well, I've been
2: here since 2008, but I've been a
1: Cowboys fan. You know, so. so you've been here you've been a, you've been a part of a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean Troy, I mean you could even say uh, there was a there was a time where there the other quarterbacks that came through here yeah. was not noteworthy to even talk about, yeah. but I mean Troy and then Romo, I mean this is a lot. Yeah. This is a, a, at times I go this is this is too much for one man to He handles it well. He though,
2: does. Which is impressive. But,
1: yeah, I mean it's you gotta win, you know,
2: and that's the one thing that he's that's kind of have been missed, but as far as every other aspect of it, you know his leadership, his mental you know strength, yeah, his stats he's put up, i mean, he's been right there,
1: and so we 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 look at last season, and that's. Last season is going to hang over his head until he shows otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 is just what it is. They're yeah. going to hang those stats. They're going to hang those 15 15 interceptions. Yeah. 15 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you talk about he missed the first five games of the season. So you're talking about 15 interceptions in an eleven, twelve 12 game um um stretch, including the playoffs as well. But that's going to hang over his head. That, yeah. that That is forever. I shouldn't say forever. That is going to be at least a season-long worth of cloud. Yeah. Un- un- unless he, he has to come out the gate humming. Like, even coming out the gate. Like, think about this. New York Giants, they're playing down there. And let's just say Dak goes one for one. Right? One touchdown, one interception. Mm-hmm. And they they win. Okay. They beat the Giants, but they beat the Giants by three they're going to bring up there's another interception (laughs) (laughs) probably he didn't dominate the game yeah Yeah. all this talent all this you you feel what i'm saying like it's gonna it's gonna he's he's gonna have to have one of those seasons for the entire season that it kind of puts him in a conversation maybe in the mvp conversation before people really start saying yeah that was more of an anomaly than
2: yeah that's the question and i'm Interested to see what you think. I mean, was last year the exception, or is that going to be the new rule?
1: I I hope it was an exception. We all hope that. We we, all hope. We all hope, but but we don't know.
2: Yeah, like you said, until he takes the field and proves it wrong.
1: Now history will say if we, if we, because we like to sometimes use history. History will say that last year was just a blip. Yeah, it it was one of those things where you could be having everything going for you, but every once in a while you just you just suck it just <laughs> happens right yeah, you true. can you can be you can be the you can be the smartest person in the world you can be the whatever mm-hmm. and you'll have a moment where you just go ah screw that one up
2: yeah
1: and and the thing that i didn't like about last year it was the if there was ever a time and dak has been almost flawless when it's come to taking criticism responding to criticism and all those other things but every week he got into this groove of, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be better. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And then it kept happening. Mm-hmm. I, and that, that, I think that was the thing that people were like, it, it bothered me.
2: Yeah, I agree. It, but it's kind of one of those things like, what else is he supposed to say, you know? I, I mean, get up there and say, yeah, I suck. And, you know, well, we're just, you know, I, I don't know what else he can respond yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Question. I
1: know. But, it, it, yeah. <laughs> But I think, with when you look at, and to his credit, Zach didn't have much last year, as weapons. No. Right? You Center, had you had you Center had his, and... you had Zeke, who was Zeke. Yeah. Short yardage it, Zeke. Short yardage yeah. Zeke. Yeah. You know, Tony Pollard, even in his goodness, was still a reserve. It was still part time what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, CD was CD. Yeah. And then you had the other parts around him that was, again, you were throwing to Noah Brown and Dennis Houston and a, yeah. a limping, you know, and, and Michael, Michael, Par- Michael Parsons. Michael Gallup has come out and said, I, mean, I, I was there physically, but mm-hmm. I wasn't there mentally. Yeah. I was off. And that's a, that, you know, you, you, and so I get it. I, I, mm-hmm. I understand when you, when you have to sit back and you go, you get to the line of scrimmage, you go, I got to make a play. <laughs> yeah. Right? You go, yeah. I got to make a play. Try to do too much. I gotta make a play, man. Yeah. Like this thing ain't going well. I gotta make right. a play, and and you you put one where it's not supposed to
2: mm-hmm.
1: to go, or you're throwing it to a guy and it bounces off his shoulder pads, or you and the other guy are not on the same page, and now you're trying to maybe I'm not saying that he is, or he was, maybe you're trying to overcome coaching at times. Yeah. Maybe the OC mm-hmm. wasn't giving you the right. the goods to kind of really be successful, yeah. Yeah. and I have my thoughts about how that offense. Of scheme hurt Dak, um, but yeah, this is going to be a big year for him, Kurt. It
2: is, it is, and I, I think at this point we would all agree that Dak is a quarterback that if he has the tools around him, he can shine. But he may not be quite that Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, who who's going to carry you know you know carry the team forward. And so that might have been what we saw last year, where. Um, you know he didn't have as many threat uh, um, options in the receiving core you know the offensive line was a little banged up that sort of thing this year he's got it looks like he's got it on paper it looks like he's got it Right. receivers look strong um, you know there's questions about tight end they're a young group but they look promising offensive line the, those five guys are healthy We're in, you know, let's go we're in great shape and you hope Pollard and, and the rest of them can, can get the job done so with that and then maybe on top of that, what you were saying with the offensive scheme, it really sounds like McCarthy and Schottenheimer kind of getting this more in maybe Dak's wheelhouse.
1: And we saw that Dak came out and he called the final preseason game as the offensive coordinator for yeah. Will Greer. And Will Greer did a fantastic job. Um, what do you think that moment, and I'll, I'll answer after you and what okay. my thoughts on but what do you think that moment meant for Dak um, going into year eight. Yeah, this is year eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At some point in time, you are who you are, right? True. We we talk about the trajectory, right? But you the the the, the roller coaster goes clink 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 <laughs> clink. Eventually, yeah, it's the drop is coming. The Drop is fast too, right? Like. <laughs> Let's take Tom Brady out of the <laughs> equation. Right? We're talking about yeah. all timers, right? Let's mm-hmm. take those guys out of the equation. Eventually, you get you get to the to the point. You get to the peak, to the precipice, and then. Mm-hmm. It isn't this thing where you go and kind of go <laughs> like this. I've never seen a roller coaster go clink, 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 and then flatten out and go like this for a while. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. Uh-uh. It goes clink, 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 and then it goes down. So yep. when you're talking about getting to year eight, mm-hmm. that, that you are who you are, but what do you think having those moments where he can now sit into place where he has to now survey the field and call it from the sidelines? How does that help the relationship? How does that help yeah. him?
2: I, I would think it would do nothing but help it's a good teaching moment and i mccarthy was smart to let him do that now you know if, if i'm a backup quarterback trying to you know make a name for myself I'm, I'm not sure i want the, you know whatever but anyway it was good for Dak. i think it was a good move it was good for him to see it from that perspective and be able to call the plays um and who knows maybe there's a time when the game gets tight and the bullets are flying that he needs to call some plays on the fly, so maybe that helps him along too. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought that was a great um, mental exercise mm-hmm. for him to see the game scenarios down in distance, even, even the ebb and flow of a game. Because there are some times in a game where you're just like, man, we just I just need the completion. -hmm. Right, we just need something. Our energy isn't there. Our 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 focus isn't there. We got Mm -hmm. two penalties back to back, or we jumped off sides, or we're backed up, and now we got to travel ninety five yards. And things may not, you know, we fumbled a play before, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I think those mental reps standing on the sideline gives you a a little bit different perspective than when you're actually standing in the huddle, because as a former athlete, let me very washed former athlete. No. Let me let me, be, let me be very clear with that. <laughs> I woke up today and my back hurt for no reason. I woke up. I'm thankful oh, that I woke up. I woke up. Father
2: but, time's creeping in.
1: Man. <laughs> but from an athlete's perspective, at times, we have this level of invincibility. Right. We have this level of um, that we can do it. We have this level of, you know, as a receiver, we will always just tell a quarterback, just put it right here. I was like, you know how tight that window is? I'm like, if you just put it right, I promise you I'm going to. And so, but when you have to take a step back and kind of watch the game, almost have an out-of-body experience, when you have to watch the game from the sideline and your ability, your physical ability can't help, Mm -hmm. right? Dak's physical ability in that, in those four quarters was null and void. There was nothing he can do physically to change the outcome of what was getting ready to happen mm-hmm. on the field. Right. And I think when you couple that with the mental side of things, it gives him a better perspective and it gives him um, an outlook. But it, and I think it also helps for, for Mike McCarthy. I think sure. Mike McCarthy, as he's sitting there listening, and, and, and the camera would kind of pan to Mike McCarthy, standing right next to Dak, and Dak would, you know, have the, you know, he'd have the paper up mm-hmm. and he'd be calling to play in. And you'll see Mike Mike go, Okay. <laughs> and I thought that was yeah. a lot of let me see where his mind yeah. frame is at. Building a little trust, maybe. Let me see what he's thinking right mm-hmm. here. Does his thinking match my thinking? Yeah. Are we in the same wheelhouse with this down in distance? Are we feeling the vibe of what's going on out here? You know, are we feeling what the quarterback is? Because sometimes you, you, your quarterback just may be off. Right. And the more you try to call plays where he has to be on, the deeper and deeper and deeper he goes into that off bag mm-hmm. and then the same thing in the reverse when he's on you the play sheet now becomes so big you're like i call whatever i want <laughs> he's cooking right now right and so i, I think that helps um with dag and i know he's chomping at the bits to get back out there yeah. to rectify yeah for sure because no one wants that on their on their ledger Mm-mm. when you're supposed to be the dude yeah <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? And,
2: and like you mentioned earlier, it's eight years now. He's he's got he's reaching that point where you know it's time to prove it's time to win, you know, it's time to we're tired of division round exits, you know. It's gotta be you know, we we gotta take that next step. Hopefully he can finally do it this
1: year. So All right, we'll take our final break of the show when we come back. We'll talk a little bit about the third string quarterback. Can he help this football team in any way, shape, or form? From a practice perspective, yeah. does he give you a good look there? Um, we'll also talk about the Cowboys continue to rake in the dough. Forbless come out again and just take a wild guess. Take a wild <laughs> guess. Yeah, Who is the most richest, expensive franchise in all those sports? That's why they can afford you and me, right? That's why they can afford me and you. That's why we <laughs> got to take a break so we can pay some bills. Stay right here with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back.
0: Get your flavor delivered at wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. Boys,
1: boys, boys, boys. <laughs> welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Jigsaw, proud dating partners of the Dallas Cowboys. Find your date on Jigsaw. First date should be to a Cowboys game. There you go. If you can afford it, better way. Well. If if. You Go can't. to uh, Texas Live and hang out with Jesse and oh, the, that too, yep. that too that that may cost that costs you on game days. Yeah, well, that's true, and that costs you on game days. Anything anything surrounding the Cowboys will cost you. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, yeah. comes at a cost. Comes at you if if you no. if you if <laughs> <laughs> it comes at a cost, and the dividends is showing again in the Forbes. List the Cowboys come in again as the richest franchise in all of sports Mm -hmm. over nine billion dollars.
2: I think number two is Patriots at seven billion, so they're got a good lead on them. It's crazy, they can smell fresh cash.
1: Yeah, sounds like (laughs) um, you know, even even and I was looking into that like the Cowboys made like in revenue last year, like, think about like revenue means Mm -hmm. we. The money we raked in. Yeah. <laughs> was was it one point one? One point one billion. One point one billion. Whew. Jerry is counting cash <laughs> hand over face. <laughs> he, he
2: is. It is remarkable. It is insane. Yeah. yeah it
1: is. I said the other day uh, on my show on the filter with Josh Holly. Yes. Um check it out. It's good. Thank you. Um no one like Jerry's the best hope se- seller. <laughs> that was funny. You you
2: went in an interesting direction on the comparisons there. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Hope is a drug. Yeah. Hope yeah. is a drug. Yeah. And he's the best hope drug dealer there mm-hmm. is. True. To the tune of over $9 billion. Yeah. If you just take a moment and think about it. Right, the league brings in every single year the, the shield, the National mm-hmm. Football League. They bring anywhere in between twelve and fifteen billion dollars a year with all the TV deals and all that kind of other crazy good yeah. stuff. Like Jerry's franchise is worth nine point two. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, come on, of all the teams yeah. in the league and what they bring in, he's he 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 rivals. And a lot of thing that people don't know is. Talk about the architect of all doing this goes back to Tech Shram and and and, and Gil Brandt was in that 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 whole group as well. Yeah. Um, the ownership of the symbol, we talk about it all the time. The star, mm-hmm. the star, the star. The ownership of the symbol for the star is not a Shield owned symbol. No, no. It's not <laughs> no. like other teams in the National Football League. The star like, yeah. is a Jerry Jones, Jones family owned symbol.
2: Yeah, they definitely have their own thing going. They're
1: cor- they've cornered the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually percentages go out to team from the yeah. league from things like uh, from selling mugs and bumper stickers, yeah. mer- you know, T-shirts and all that. Jerry said a long time ago. Mm-hmm. and he Because he went from a franchise that was bleeding money. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they were losing hand over a million a month million, or something. Like million that. a month.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. To now being, to now making over a billion, billion in a year, a year in a football season. That's crazy. So.
2: But that that reminds me of something. I wanted to ask you something. Yes. Um, on your show, Unfiltered, you had talked about the Cowboys. Jerry's never going to let them have a bad season. Nope. And this is probably obviously why, because he, he knows he's going to make some money. But is that a bad thing? A bad thing for who? Well, a bad the thing. The bank account of Jerry Jones? <laughs> well, well the Dallas just, Cowboys fans? But did you, as fans, do we want to see, would you rather have a one in 15, you know, three in 14 year or something to, to restock? Or would you rather kind of like,
1: you know. At the end of the day. To his core. Jerry Jones is a businessman. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Not a football fan. He's a businessman. Businessmen do not like losing money. No. At all. At all. Especially at the lengths of what he can lose it. Right? It's different between like you and I, where our losses are a couple hundred dollars and we're sick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're sick. (laughs) Yeah. He loses at a tens and hundred million dollar level. So for him, as a businessman, he's always thinking bottom, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Is my bottom line bringing in profit? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. How do I maintain that $9.2 billion and more? Losing doesn't give you that. No. Because if you no longer are relevant, then they don't put you on TV. Yeah, yeah. If you no longer are relevant, people aren't buying merchandise. Mm-hmm. People aren't showing up to the games. If the Cowboys find themselves somewhere at, you know, midway through the season and they're two and six, he can't sell tickets anymore for five hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. The price now comes down. Yeah, but at eight games in the season, there's this. I told you before. There's this level of hope that's still there. Man, we're we're five and three. Right. Yeah. We're five and three. We're right there. We're, we're second in the division. Ticket price stay the same. Mm-hmm. Right? You get one big win, people are jumping back on. When we turn on the TV and you turn on to any sports network, whether you like the show or dislike the show, Jerry likes the fact. See, we can talk about all the topics. And man, they're unfair against Dak. And they're talking about a third uh, a, a third string quarterback way too much. And they're coming up with these weird and wild scenarios. And why is the Cowboys always topic of discussion? The haters. Blah, blah, blah. While we sit back and we fans and media likes and we talk about this thing at nauseam, you know what Jerry's sitting back saying? Just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Just keep talking. Yeah, for sure. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so if 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 you if you're in the top five pick because of record, not because you've finagled a trade somehow somewhere and yeah. you found yourself up yeah. there. But if you're in the top five draft order, that means your team sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And there was either there was either a fire sale or some sort of organic tanking. And when you begin the organic tank and you begin the fire sale, that didn't do well for business. No. Now it may help in the long because what does it take?
2: Let me say what one year, short term, if you can turn it around. Like Washington is a perfect example of a team that was—I mean, they were up there, they were selling out, they were one of the greatest franchises in the league, and now they're they just had decades of mediocrity, and they're, they're at the bottom of the barrel yeah. practically now. And I, but but a lot of that
1: I, based on front office, yeah, right? Yeah. They, had, they had terrible right. front office people. Yeah. So, but the um, Cowboys
2: could withstand a down year if it. Meant, rebuilding but i don't know as
1: fans we want that or not i don't but again because all right so you go down there's no there's no guarantee that the up is going to be as fast right right because you could. we talked about earlier i can go into i can go down and say okay who's the next because you're you're only going down the top five to go get a quarterback Mm -hmm. right you're only going to suck that bad because you want to reset at the quarterback position yeah but we don't know if that guy is going to be. The Cowboys have been extremely blessed, but the fact of the matter is that they've had Tony Romo, That's an undrafted sure. free agent, and Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick, be their last two franchise quarterbacks. For the last almost 20 years, mm-hmm. they've been extremely it This doesn't happen. <laughs> this, I mean, you saw what it was when it was, you know, when it was Drew Bledsoe, when it was uh uh Quincy Carter, and it was uh uh what was the baseball player name? Um Oh, uh, Blue, um, what oh, Chris, you remember? Who was the baseball uh, player that played quarterback? Uh, Chad Drew Hutchinson, Henson. Drew, Drew Henson. Yeah, Is it Chad? Hutchinson? No, Chad Drew Henson. Henson. One of those two. Drew yeah. Henson. Drew Henson played for the Yankees. Yes, okay. Drew Henson. I mean, we we've seen what that what that looks like for mm-hmm. a franchise. It ain't, it ain't pretty.
2: <laughs> it's not pretty.
1: It ain't pretty at all. <laughs> so I I just think Jerry likes he likes this conversation. I can't it, – like, it's easier for me to sell hope mm-hmm. at a high price Yeah, yeah. when I put out a roster like this and then my quarterback is in the top ten conversation. Mm-hmm. My quarterback – if we're talking about now our, our quarterback is Baker Mayfield, I don't care how good of a hope seller you are.
2: Yeah.
1: You can't sell me that. No. You can't mm-hmm. sell me that's going to be a championship – level quarterback so you know I don't know it's interesting it's an interesting fact but I I just don't believe that Jerry is in the place right now where a reset is actually needed and and the conversation has come even with the Trey Lance situation that that's come into play of what is Trey Lance what what has Trey
2: Lance been brought here for for sure it's a big question I think that's part of us
1: why they why did they make it we had a hard time understanding why they did it right and, cool. and you can look at it and you can say, okay, there are some intangibles there, right? A guy goes the number three pick overall, mm-hmm. despite whatever they gave up for him, the Niners gave up for him to get him out of North Dakota State, um, despite him not having a ton of starts there and, you know, a, a history of success that equates to you drafting him that high. Yeah. But if there's any team that looks up and go, we've had some pretty good success with guys who – Mm-hmm. Had talent and may not have been, you know, given the right opportunities. Whatever when they came to us, boom, it worked. Yeah, and 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 for for Trey Lance, this can be another situation where if we can hit on this, I don't know if he's going to hit or not. We, yeah. we we won't know unless there is a significant injury. True, we won't know this year.
2: Yeah, if, if everything
1: goes according to plan, we won't know. We won't so, know. Yeah, we we won't probably won't even know. If we're being totally honest with the way Dak Prescott's contract is set up, mm-hmm. we won't know for a couple years.
2: No, we, that's the thing. He'll never see the field if, if, if all goes according to plan. So, it's, is it your long-term backup? I mean, what's it, it, the end game, I guess? But because at know. the end
1: of the day, we, we all know what the numbers are for Dak Prescott, and that's, those numbers are steep. Right. And the only way you kind of really come out of that one alive is you you give the extension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really that, that, that that's yeah. really the only way you can kind of work this thing out. And your hope is is that by the end of that extension, we've we've decided that this is the guy we're going to go forward with. Yeah. And you hope that the things have developed. And I don't know if Mike McCarthy will be here or it'll be Dan Quinn's team or whoever might be in the building at that particular time as mm-hmm. the head coach. Uh, that's that another thing that's going to play a factor into it because if Mike McCarthy leaves and the next guy comes in there is this thing of that's not really my guy yeah i i'm not yeah. that's not my guy and then my system that i'm running it doesn't fit that system and you know what you thought looked like this we we're looking like that and i i have another guy that i want to bring in and his name's not Trey Lance so you know what i'm saying there's a couple of right, things yeah. that, that kind of play into that because Trey Lance um he still has two years left this year and next year on his rookie deal. They're not picking up the fifth year. No. And if things don't go the right way for Mike McCarthy this year, record-wise, success-wise in the playoffs, he could be gone. Right. So there's a lot of things that factor into that. Um, but maybe Trey Lance can help them at some point in time doing practices when you're talking about do we – because when you look at the division, and it's always, always, always starts with the division, we have to win the division first. Yes. Sam Howell's the quarterback at the Commanders. I've watched Sam, pa- Sam Howell for a long time. Tar Heel. Hmm. Sam Howell is not just a throwing quarterback. He's athletic. Okay. Very athletic. Daniel Jones, very athletic. Yeah, he can run. And we know what Jalen Hurts is. Yep. Yeah. So the way that you can get a, a look at that is having a guy like Trey Lance. As much as Cooper Rush wants to be whatever he wants to be, he ain't athletic. No, that no. ain't in his wheelhouse. So the scout team
2: guys really can, I guess, play a part in that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you your job is to give the most realistic look that you can possibly give. Mm-hmm. And with Trey Lance's skill and his ability, his natural ability and his athleticism, it's going to be great for a guy like, uh, um, you know, We a lot of times last year guys would kind of play against Jalen Hurst and, and, and think one thing, and before you know it, the quickness, it beats them. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have outside containment, and they get lost. Yeah. So having that look every day in practice gives you a more readiness as you head into these football okay. games. So, That's all right, man. He'll contribute somehow. He'll one. contribute. He'll <laughs> con- no, no, I mean, you, you, Whatever, whatever, he will have a significant role in getting the starters ready defensively. And on top of that, like, he has a live arm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. like you're 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 not getting some guy who like you're not getting the guy who's just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. getting the guy who's just saying, like, man, shoot, I'm gonna take this two hundred K. motivated, yeah. He he's a motivated guy. He's a guy who has some NFL starts, he's a guy who has the at least the in, the 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 physical traits to be a starting quarterback.
2: Right.
1: And that's gonna help this defense um throughout the year. Good. All right. That's it for us. Happy college football weekend to all. Yeah. So Tar hey, Heels, who are they playing? we are playing South Carolina, the Battle Ooh. of the Carolinas. There's only one. That's us. Um, for Shannon, for Nate, for Kurt, yes, sir. for Chris in the back, for all of you at home, thank you for rocking with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We out! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
0: Football Club. How
3: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!